This is my first ordination sermon. Might be my last. <laughs> I have to tell you, um, it's funny how something that I do every week in a different context can be so terrifying. I mean, think about it, really. An ordination service. It's marked by top-notch liturgical elements, particularly a Symington production. <laughs> we have all the extra pomp and circumstance that goes along with the bishop's presence, a parade of festively dressed clergy, special guests, visitors, wonderful music and singing, and always a top-notched preacher. <laughs> At least that's always been my experience of ordinations up until now. <laughs> so I thought the best thing I could do in preparing for today would be to find some pithy quotation from some giant of theological thought and offer that up so that we could leave here today with at least some nugget to remember. And just to demonstrate that God is good and does, in fact, have pity on the poor and lowly, God handed me the perfect quotation from none other than C.S. Lewis, perhaps not a giant of theological thought, but certainly no slouch. The adult education group at St. Michael's has resurrected Lewis's mere Christianity. We're using it as a source for study and discussion. It's been, dare I say, some fun to reread this little gem of a book. And within it, almost in passing, Lewis makes this profound comment that I thought gets right at the marrow of what we are about today. He says, besides being complicated, reality, in my experience, is usually odd. <laughs> That's perfect. I couldn't agree more. Reality is complicated and odd. Perhaps the reality of this moment, this event, proves the point. Sid Symington's ordination to the priesthood. Complicated and odd. <laughs> Sid, I guess those who are laughing loud, loudest probably find this more odd than complicated. <laughs> but it isn't Symington that makes this reality complicated and odd. This moment is complicated and odd despite Sid, although certainly he brings something to the table. <laughs> Lewis's point, Lewis's point is that the human experience of life, by its very nature, is a complicated and odd ordeal. Maybe that's why life can also be so frightening. For verily, fear and worry and despair haunt the shadows of this complicated and odd reality. Ask anyone, they'll tell you. Life is hard. So where does our comfort come? 
Here I am, send me, Lord. Ah, those familiar words from Isaiah. We hear them proclaimed at priestly ordinations, and we listen to them echo a sound of hope. Hope that in our midst, in the character of the ordinan, is one who will bring comfort to the, frightening and the, the frightened and the despairing. Someone who will bring understanding and sense to the complicated and odd experience of life. Thanks be to God, the church sighs, another priest to guide us into all righteousness and understanding. Someone who has it all figured out, we might say. Someone who knows what it all means, as if what happens when the bishop and all the other priests lay hands on the ordinance head is some spiritual downloading of all the wisdom and knowledge of the universe into that person's synaptic hard drive. That and the removal of his spine. But that's a joke. No, really, that's a joke. It's only funny because the truth is there is some truth to what I say. There is a temptation, a powerful temptation to see the ordained as the source of all answers. It's too bad at ordinations that we don't hear the rest of God's words to Isaiah. After Isaiah steps up, burned lips and all, God sends him forth with a most unexpected commission. Talk about complicated and odd. God tells Isaiah to go to the people, not with words of understanding, not with wise counsel or clear direction. No, not at all. God instructs Isaiah to go forth into the complicated and odd reality of people's lives to confuse them further. Make it so they hear but do not understand, so that they see but do not perceive. Make their ears heavy and their eyes shut. God, in effect, tells Isaiah, congratulations on your ordination. Now go forth to confound and confuse. Thanks be to me. to confound and confuse the people. That's what God wants from the clergy. I, for one, have been taking that calling very seriously in my life. <laughs> but do you wonder why? If the experience of life for most humans is already complicated and odd, why in the name of all that is holy and good would God ordain ministers to go forth to confuse and to confound? I'm coming to believe that it is so that people might break free from all the falsities that this world provides, including those we find in our churches. The facile answers, the platitudes, the systems, codes, addictions and distractions that lead humans to believe they have it all figured out, that provide such a sense of comfort and cohesion with the world that they have no need for God. I think God wants us confused. 
God wants us confused that in the bare face of the fear and pain of our odd reality and complicated lives, we find ourselves left with nothing. Nothing that is but prayer. Nothing but God. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. The only answer to the complicated and odd reality of this life, the life of sorrows, decay, suffering, and loss, that at the same time is woven together with grace and joy and hope, is the discernment of God's love in Christ and the new life, the resurrected life that has been given to the world in Christ's body. We need to be confused enough in this world to discern that new life as our only hope. And this is the message of the church. Come and join our confusion in this world. Participate in our crisis. And together we will discern this new life offered in Christ. And we will seek our best to live it and work with God to witness the world transformed by it. Behold, God says, I make all things new. What then is your part in all of this, Sid? I guess if you're still wondering and remain confused, I've done my part. But what is your part on this day you take on priestly orders? The examination of a priest concludes with this charge. In all that you do, you are to nourish Christ's people from the riches of his grace and strengthen them to glorify God in this life and in the life to come. There is a temptation for the clergy, probably because we are so brilliant and astute and well-educated and creative and, of course, also very good-looking. <laughs> There is a temptation for the clergy to be the voice of God for the people and to be the main course for their nourishment. I've seen this happen, and it isn't pretty. It happens not only because of actions on the part of the clergy, but also because the clergy can be an easy answer for the complicated and odd experience of life for the people. Christ's people will come to you, Sid, looking for answers. Your job is to direct them to Christ. The charge of priesthood calls for prayer more than answers and worship more than direction. For it is in prayer and worship that one encounters the living God, finds true nourishment and ultimate meaning. I have been blessed in my life to experience good priestly ministry, a ministry that embodied the truth that only prayer only God in Christ brings meaning to a complicated and odd reality. While in seminary, a time of exceedingly great confusion, complication, and oddness, I met with my priest and mentor and piled on him a litany of struggles, challenges, and fears and confusions. After laying it out all before him, he said to me only this, 
Mark, how's your prayer life? I was expecting some erudite analysis, some deep wisdom, some clearly defined direction. I was expecting an answer from him. Instead, what he gave me seemed like more confusion. How's my prayer life? What does that have to do with all this? Turns out, it had everything to do with the confusion in my life. I came to this priest seeking an answer. I came hungry and confused, wanting him to figure it out all for me. I wanted a solution to my crisis, and if you knew this guy, he could have given me a great solution, wise and theologically brilliant. Instead, he gave me exactly what I needed. He pointed me in the right direction. He pointed me to God to find the answers to my complicated and odd reality. Sid, would you stand? Sid, you have been called by the Holy Spirit and the people and clergy of this diocese to be ordained as a priest in Christ's holy Catholic Church. Remember that despite this call, it is Christ the people need, not you. Offer prayer more than answers. Worship more than wisdom. Be comfortable with confusion and uncomfortable with answers that close the book on the odd and outrageous possibilities of the Holy Spirit transforming systems and lives and making things new. And in the face of the most complicated and odd reality that the world can throw you and to throw the people of Christ, remember to ask this important question. How's your prayer life? <clears throat>